Hello, Mixed Nutcases. This is Nuke Joss. And with me today... Hi, I'm Still Tech. We're going to be talking about some holiday traditions. Kind of like what we did for Halloween, but this time thinking about lots of winter holidays. Lots of winter holidays. Would have been great to get some other people on here to share their holidays, but we just ended up having a lot more of a different November than we expected. Yeah, and this is a busy season for everybody. You know, yeah. the, the the weather's changing and, uh, you know, school's getting really crazy and work always tends to ramp up in the fall. So, uh, you know, I understand people are busy. Yeah. And, um, you and know, so are we, honestly. So are because we. guess what? Work is ramping up. The weather's changing. You know, yeah. all that stuff. All that good stuff. Um, less time at home, more trips away, things like that. And it becomes kind of hectic. And, you know, this is where those Hallmark specials and the, the holiday specials of TV shows are going to tell you, well, this is the time that you just want to spend with your family. And for some of us, yay. And for some of us, man, not so yay. Um, what, what did, what, what did I see? Uh, somebody said, if you, if you take a Hallmark movie and play it backwards, mm-hmm. you get some, you, you get some woman living nice and relaxed in a small country town who dumps some jobless loser in a coffee shop and moves back to the big city where she gets a high pressure job in a law firm and some guy with a great job and money. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's definitely a, a different time of the year. And I feel like every year it's a little bit different. Every year it's a little bit different. But we have these touchstones, these these things that are those hallmarks, those things that bring us back to why we do these celebrations. So, and yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And so I've got a list of them here that I've been making while you were trying to sort out why my were microphone you, were wasn't you working. checking it twice? I, I, yes. And I just realized I missed something. So I'm going to have to add. So does that mean that you were naughty or were you nice? Uh, I'm, I'm always a smattering of both. But <laughs> being a good Catholic boy, it means that I can go to the church and repent my sins and then everything's better all over again. Okay. But like. You don't, but whatever. I don't. Uh, no, you're you right. You no. could, but yeah, I, I, I could, but uh, but yeah, go ahead. It, it turns out off. it turns out that you can just buy psychological validation. And you yeah, I can buy my own banana stickers. I, absolutely, I I can go to the store and buy my own stuff now. I have a job and a credit card. <laughs> so uh, the first thing I want to I, I want to ask you about mm. is uh, what was your house growing up like with decorations what were christmas decorations like at your place decorations decorations every year was a mix of we have to do this because we always do it and what did we want to do new this year but also there was always a fight a little bit of a fight of how much to do my mother and i'm just going to talk for my mother loves decorating. This could um, be a whole episode. My, my my mother is as a whole series of act. That's a whole other podcast topic. Like this is a, this is a whole other therapy session. Yeah, but she today especially loves decorating. And every season, she has different decorations that go on the mantle and all around the house, and has different candles and uh, outside lights and all these other things. But growing up, mom always wanted white lights. She did not want colored lights outside. She just wanted simple white lights. And um, 
a big thing that we did, and I kind of would love to do this at our house, is uh, we would get real garland. So pine needles, those long pine needles as garland, and the garland would wrap around the um, uh, the railing going up our, our stoop and then up over the arch, and they would have red bows on it and white lights. And um, the wreath, the wreath was always very nicely done. My mom would buy a fresh wreath and she, of course, would put on her own decorations because it had to be just so. The decorations you buy the wreath with are not good enough. And every time it came with a bow, that bow got thrown away because, of course, she had special bows that we steamed every year so that they'd be plump. And it was gorgeous. And my dad wanted colored lights and the gaudier, the better. So on top of the tree, it was... So the Griswolds, got it. On top of the... But he also didn't want to do all the work either. So that's the other thing. Well, no, he had nine kids. He didn't have to do any work. <laughs> exactly. So on top of the tree, the fight was... um is it a star or an angel? My mom wanted an angel. My dad wanted a star. Finding stars, they were all so gaudy. And we had one that she called the Eat It Joe's Star. <laughs> nice. Because it was gold fake garland with different colored lights all over it. And it blinked out of sequence. And it was very gaudy. Um, they ended up compromising, but as soon as they got divorced, it was an angel on top of the tree every year. That's a big debate, by the way. Angel or star, right? Did you guys, so you guys always did live trees, right? Yes, always live trees. Okay. And live um, trees, live garland, live wreaths. Did you guys ever string the popcorn? We've done that. Yes, yeah. we did. Uh, popcorn and cranberries. Cranberries. Oh, I've never yeah, seen so that. Yeah, so you do a uh, popcorn and then, uh, a cranberry and a popcorn and a cranberry or, you do a string of like five popcorns and then a couple of cranberries, five popcorns and a couple. Of, and yeah, very lovely. Um, it was fun to do because now you didn't put on salt or anything on the popcorn. But I mean, popcorn without anything on it is still delicious. So you're doing it. But the cranberries, they're they're just regular cranberries like they're dry. They're they're not they're not like craisins or anything, but they're the kind that you just get in the bag. Right. They're, and you, they're bitter swamp berries. But they're they're not juicy yeah. because when you make cranberry sauce, you you boil them to rehydrate them. Yes. So but they're not craisins. Yeah, you're not. They're not craisins, and uh, so you don't eat the cranberries. But uh, eating the popcorn while doing popcorn? it it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you get a big giant needle. I don't like doing Christmas. Give it to kids. I don't like giving Chris, doing Christmas decorations, Mama. I get a stomachache. <laughs> eat half a bag of popcorn. <laughs> Um, yeah, our house was a little different because, uh, well, we moved every three years, Yeah, you know, with my dad being in the Air Force. So, uh, Christmas decorations was two boxes mm -hmm. and, uh, the Christmas decorations went out and then they came back into the boxes and back into the basement they goes. We didn't buy a lot of Christmas decorations. We didn't change them a lot because we'd have to move with them. So yeah. it was always, oh, and uh, the other thing is my mother is paralytically afraid of fire. Yes. And always have been. She saw the towering inferno in the 70s and is convinced that a live tree... I, I think my mom is convinced that like giving the kids flamethrowers to play with would be less flammable than what a Christmas tree my is going to do My mother is deathly afraid of fire as well, but will never compromise on a live tree and also loves candles. Yeah, you, yeah it, well, your mom is not that afraid of fire. She has a fireplace in the house. And, yeah, she and she, she always has to have the fireplace going and everything, but she's afraid of being burnt. 
My mother will not leave the kitchen if the oven is on. She will sit yeah. in the kitchen and watch the stove just in case it catches fire. Yeah, yeah. Apologies for that. Um, but, uh, so it meant artificial tree, artificial wreath, always the same wreath. And um, it meant uh, the same decorations went up. Now, we started collecting a few decorations as, as I got older. And I remember the one year, it was it was the, the very special year where mom had enough angel decorations that we did an all-angel tree. That, oh, that made her very that's my, nice. My mom loved angels. Uh, it was always an angel at the top of the tree. And in my family, the tradition is it's always the youngest who places the angel on the top of the tree as the last decoration. So it was always my little sister, and then when she had children, it was always which one of her three Is that kids. because they're the lightest? No, I, I think it's just so they feel important, so they feel like they've they've oh. committed to the thing, because they can't put any other decorations except the ones on the bottom of the tree, because they're so little, oh. but then they get to put the one on the top of the tree. And it was always an angel, and um, except for a couple of years where my sister made wings for Rory... Yeah. And Rory became the angel at the well, top of the tree. Well, but we we did that even before that when or, Rory was the tree topper at my tree. Yes, your tiny little tree in your apartment. Yes. Um the other thing with the decorations is uh we would always do a crash and we would always do a snow village. Yes. And um for many many years I think my sister's still doing it now with her kids is that the crash is made up of her dolls. <laughs> And she'll yes. like dress them up in costumes, and she'll have a little baby doll for the baby Jesus and the uh, baby Jesus. Uh, the little Christmas village. Uh, I would always steal the little donkey yes. from the crash, and it was between me and my uh, brother-in-law that we would hide it in the Christmas village. And that that little donkey knew parkour because he always ended up on the roof roof of the church, and it would cheese my mom off so much because she hated the fact that we would always... It's like, what? He's the church donkey. He belongs on the roof. He does not belong on the roof. He belongs in the manger. Yeah, but now he's like on top of picture frames because now I move he has uh, stayed out past Christmas. He has transcended Christmas <laughs> yes. and now he just moves around the house going to various tall objects and picture frames and he just sort of hangs out as the parkouring donkey. Your mom, at least as she got older and I knew her, uh, became very enamored with the the holiday decorations that sang to you and danced at you. Oh my gosh. Uh, she had, she had like kissing penguins, which were really cute. And then she'd have the little dancing Santa and she would play it and dance with it. And, and that should have been a sign. Yeah. But- yeah. We, there were warning signs about my mother's <laughs> mental health for quite a, but no, but she used to have a big drafting yeah. table where she would do her drawing and she used to fill the drafting table with, uh, she had a, uh, a sheet of bunting that yeah. would be the snow and she would make the Christmas village on yeah. the drafting table. And then eventually the village got smaller and smaller and it became just a bigger collection of these singing Christmas decorations. Yep. And I remember. Oh, the- there was a Cookie Monster one that played guitar, and she loved it so much. Yeah, the one, the one that she went berserk for was, um, was it Little Penguins singing Jingle Bells? And during the Ring a Ling a Ding Dong Ding part, one of the little penguins would shake a bell, and she would lose her brain. I don't know if it was penguins time. or mice or something, but yes, the shaking the bell, she would lose it, absolutely lose it. Oh, that was great. <laughs> and this is a healthy, sane woman in her like late sixties that was like, yeah, that was yeah. losing her mind to these funny Christmas decorations. I so, love it. It was great. Um, we had, we had, we always had a lot of fun. It was one of these things. I mean, if Christmas is not going to be a little silly, I mean, uh, we always tried to make it a little silly. Um, 
I, so, uh, yeah. I will say that um, there is definitely things that were instilled in me. Like to me, I don't get the angel on top of the tree. I know my mom loves it, but because it, and I'm not siding with anyone. I just always like the star. But then when you and I started celebrating, I, I didn't understand why the tree had to have anything on the top. Because it's just fine without a topper, and I that's think that's where my, Rory goes, so he can. Well, that's where true. All that's the cookies where. Are. But Rory can't stay there forever. I oh, mean, just, no, just until yeah. he finds out where the cookies are. Just until the pictures are taken. But my mom now just puts a bow. She oh, just yeah. puts a bow up there now, and um, every year her Christmas tree has a different theme, and she does this really beautiful thing with ribbons and all of these lovely things. I remember growing up though, when you'd get ready for the Christmas tree. And it was, we have to sit, we have to test the bulbs. So before you did the tree, you had a night of just testing all the bulbs because we had series lights. Did you have any series lights growing up? Uh, I you know, re- one light I, goes out, they all go out. I remember doing the lights with dad and having to change all the bulbs and then getting wrapped in them and trying to unknot the thing. And oh yeah, the lights was always a... Uh, a a, ser- a serious time for for us, especially because my dad's an electrician yeah. by trade, so th- th- there was a lot of time fixing lights. Um, did you guys do church? Oh yeah, but we we were weekly churchgoers, right? Uh, but midnight mass. Uh, when uh, when we were younger, we went to the kids mass. You know, the one at like seven at night, usually because either I or my sister were in the pageant. Ugh. Yeah, I know. And then, I didn't think Catholics did that. Of course we did. Okay. And then after the pageant, uh, after we grew out of that, you know, we started, as we got older, we started going to the Midnight Mass. Yeah. And, oh, I'll get to it when we get to the food, but my family has a lot of traditions around the food after Midnight Mass. Oh, yeah. You guys have fun traditions. Yep. And then we would do, uh, you know, we would go to Midnight Mass, we would come home, and we would normally open presents at midnight. Oh, we did not. And I kind of wonder, maybe we should have. Um, but that was fine until my sister had kids. And then, yeah. like... We didn't go to midnight mass anymore. At least not all of us did. And there's no way we're waking up the five year old that you know, yeah, at yeah. midnight to go open presents. So we started doing them in the morning again. Um, we so I come from a large family. I have a lot of siblings. So what I'm going to share may not have been the truth for the r- older siblings, but for me, a lot of my older siblings worked on Christmas Day. They worked at the church. They worked at different things. There were there were different places that they worked in the morning. So um, Midnight Mass made it so that we could all go together. And then um, everybody would There's go to what, bed. 16 years between oldest and youngest in your family? Yes. Okay. And then everybody would go to bed and in the morning they would go. And then in the afternoon we would do stockings. Um, but we would have to wait because... Everybody was working. Now, the big thing was my mother would say, well, Santa knows that we have people that are working and he has to deliver to all the houses. So Santa comes and does us in the during the day. We we make it easier on him. So I did not wake up to stockings being filled it was Santa's going to come. Everybody go for a walk. Everybody go out and play. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then we would do stockings. And the other thing is, we didn't do Christmas presents. We just did stockings. Right. Well, th- but that's an artifact of having well being being in such a large. Family. Also, we'll get into it. We have an extra holiday that we would get our present from our parents. Right. And I say present, present. Yeah. Single tense. Yes. Um, I'm not bitter. I, I, I appreciate that actually. Right. Uh, so, um, 
Did you guys I do? Did, did you guys do any Christmas music? Oh gosh, yes. Oh, I, okay. So when we had to, but you come we, from a musical family, yes. And when we, we it was time to do the stockings, one of our siblings, uh, it, usually it was one sister or another, would sit on the piano and would play Silent Night, and we would all come down the stairs in age order, singing Silent Night. And it, I'm sure people are listening to me talk about this and thinking, oh, that sounds so beautiful. It's not. <laughs> I mean, yes, it probably once was, but like we were not the Von Trapp family and, um, it just ended up being a thing. Sometimes sticking to tradition so hard makes it traumatic. <laughs> Did you guys go caroling? We did not go caroling and nobody caroled in our in our community uh, because there was no soliciting rule in our community. Mm. And that would be considered soliciting. Even though we weren't selling anything, you don't. Yeah, there's no door to door in the just just trick or treating in the uh, military tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, there is and uh, there is a thing called a snowball. Okay, which yeah. is a, a a tradition that you would go from door to door, normally to your boss's houses, mm -hmm. and you go from door to door and carol until they invite you in for a cup of cheer. So the idea is to sing badly so that they they are mortified by your presence and just invite you inside for a drink, and uh, and and then you go away. So I I don't remember my 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 parents doing much of this. I just know that it, that it's a thing at work, and I've always seen it with the. With work, uh, music, uh, just like us, like my mom played keys and we always had an electric piano in the house and, uh, we would play, you know, I grew up playing the violin. Mm -hmm. So we would always play music, but we were never a real singing family. Oh, we sang all the time. Uh, my dad and I, much to the, <laughs> much to the mortification of the rest of my family, my dad and I had this thing that at church, Yes. Uh, we would go through the hymnals and like all of the Christmas songs that they would have us sing, we would find the verses that were translated to other languages and we would sing in other languages. Oh, that's so, fine. So the, the whole, the whole church is there singing, Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, and then at the back, it's oh, me. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, but, um, oh, we had that in church also. Like some people, the older people would just sing in Latin because they remembered the songs in Latin. Oh, and that's where my dad learned it and where my dad started this. But it's just the two of us at the back of the church, you know, my dad in a beautiful baritone and me sounding like a, like a half-tuned bagpipe, you know, Adeste Fidelis. All right, you're doing that on purpose now. <laughs> that's, that's such a duck lips thing that you just did there. He doesn't want to be criticized for his voice, so he's making it sound awful. So it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I do, I do enjoy singing though. It, it, it is fun. So, um, especially, especially because it cheeses my sister off so much now when we do it that, uh, now I just do it. Oh, like that this. you do the other, the, the, the yeah. other languages. Now I'm just trolling. Yeah. Um, I was so, yeah, I mean, like singing was always a thing and getting ready was always a thing. And we always had music in the house. Like I grew up with a serious, and I know you did too, a serious sound system. Like we had, a high fidelity turntable, okay? And the speakers were as big as I was as a child. Yes. And it had an eight track. Oh, fancy. We and a turntable and a radio. It was amazing. And we had a great record collection. So we had 
we had some we had some tunes nice. but we also sang a lot too I, like we would sing along to stuff and i man i wish i i, I would be remiss if i didn't bring up that you that, don't have to bring it up i have to bring up the album no you don't because it's not a christmas album yes it is is it so my sister why is Baby Beluga on a Christmas it's album? It's not on a. It's not. It's the guy that sang Baby Beluga. Okay. It, it's Raffi. Yeah. He was a children's entertainer, but he did a Christmas album. Okay. And my sister would like play the wax off this record. She would play it all year round. It was her favorite record. Mm-hmm. And just tortured me to death with it because it's June and she will not stop playing Raffi. Uh, and his his collection of uh, of Christmas songs, and of course it's it's Raffy and a kids bop style kids choir filling in the rest of the harmonies. Right, like it's it's awful. I believe the word you've taught me for this is that it's saccharine. I mean, it's 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 bad. You get cavities from this thing, and just my sister will not stop. And now every year at Christmas, she'll like threaten me with the record, and she goes to try to find the record player, and then I have to hurt my sister because it, I, I think we're violating Geneva conventions mm-hmm. with this level of psychological torture that she's doing to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I had I had good music, um, and my family must be nice. I would say that ha. I don't know about half, but a good portion of my family uh, are good singers. <laughs> my, yeah, I'd say it, it's about half, and you fall into the half that doesn't. I am not on that good singer side, but um, no, but your mom at least one, at least anyone. one, at least one of your sisters, at least one of your brothers. Yeah, I mean, it's got some pretty good voices going oh, on yeah. in the family. Um, but my my mom and my sister, you know, they were the ones that you would hire for your wedding and whatnot. Um, but uh, but it was also like little performances so like my brother two of my brothers would do little skits together and they would do duets and stuff and it did not matter if it was a guy and a girl part one of them would do one of them and one of them tended to do the falsetto more often than the other Um, my mom and my brother had little skits that they did and me and my baby sister we did little skits as well like it was just kind of it sounds so hokey when I say it but it was it was cute it was fun you know it was playtime we didn't have we didn't have access to tv a lot we were only we were very limited on the TV that we watched. You have to make your own fun. So, so you guys didn't watch any of the, the TV specials? You guys weren't the Miracle on 34th Street family oh, we would, we, we would wa- Well, maybe not every year, but like we would watch the Frosty the Snowman and things like, you know, the uh, Rankin and Bass stuff mm. uh, when it would come on TV. Um, but like my family, it was two hours of television a night maybe was allowed nothing during the day nothing on the weekends nothing in the summer um but um you know as as things went on they got a little more liberal with that as you know as you do i don't think we ever turned the tv on at christmas i think it was like the one day like we didn't we're not a big sports family so we didn't watch yeah uh, we didn't do we were not the there was no tv on during holidays oh no 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 No. so the tv wasn't on but as we got older and you know well video games started coming into the mix Mm -hmm. the tv would be on for the video game that you'd get for christmas and then um i remember in my teen years like um cute yeah um the space network was you know in canada the Mm -hmm. uh, our version of siffy they started running marathons every year for Christmas. And I remember the one year, uh, 
was I in my early 20s or in my late teens? They ran a Babylon 5 marathon for all day Christmas and all day Boxing Day. And it was going to be your, your like 24, the 24 top episodes as voted by the viewers. And they would play the tape off them and they would play all the Babylon 5 all day for Christmas. It was, the, it was the, their Christmas. Mar- and they've done Star Wars and Star Trek and they've done different marathons. But this was all Babylon 5. And that's how I watched the end of the Shadow War because those are the episodes that were voted at the top. Wow. Of the, at the top of the list is everybody wanted to see the like series finales. So that's how I finally got to see them was a Christmas Babylon 5 marathon. Wow. How festive. Okay. How festive. Um, so yeah, like we would watch the, the, you know, wonderful world of Disney and the things like that. But I mean, like I said, you didn't have a lot of TV. You make your own fun. Um, we probably focused on a lot of traditions because the presents really weren't a big thing for us. Uh, I definitely was like, I had this what I did this bit strip years ago talking about our traditions once. And it was, you know, when you go back to school and everybody talks about what they got. Well, we have in my family, we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany, not because of a cultural reason, but because we're a large family. And when my parents started having kids, they realized that they were constantly driving and going to different families to celebrate the the holidays. And they wanted something just for our immediate family. So I was, I was explaining this at work to my boss, who's from yeah. Serbia, and he's he's Orthodox. Yeah. And I mentioned that, you know, you celebrate you know, the Feast of the Epiphany. And he turned to me and he goes, oh, I didn't know your wife was was Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of cultures that do celebrate it. A lot of, um, like various cultures. And, but right. my, it's quite big in Eastern Europe. Y- yeah. Eastern Europe and Central Europe. I mean, yeah. Italians, it's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, like my parents chose it specifically because they wanted something that it was not for the extended family. And so that's when we would get our present and, um, the siblings would draw names out of a hat and do what? A lot of people call Secret Santa. We called Chris Kringle because, of course, we had to make our own names for things. Um, we have a special cake that we make. There's all sorts of things. Right, which is a pistachio cake. Yes. And then you guys hide charms in the cake. Yes, and we hide charms in the cake. And What do um, the charms mean? What happens if I... You, so you cut me a slice of cake. Yes. Oh, but we have to get to that part, too. Yeah, there's there's a lot that goes... So the yeah. newest member of the family... Goes under, under the, the table... table. And calls out the names as we're cutting the cake so, right, so, that, so that it's secret. Right, so that whoever gets a slice with a with an ornament in it isn't yeah. gonna know. And so so there, so what are the three charms? So there's a crown. What yep. do you think that's for? Uh the crown is for oh it's is that the happiness one? <laughs> None of them are happiness. No. I mean they are, but it's it's great. Everything is great. So right. if you get a crown, it's in the next year, you will get great Never gotten riches. Never got the crown. Um, I thought the coin was riches. Well, that's also the crown. Okay. We, I'll explain this in a moment, but okay. we started with one cake. Yeah. Our family kept growing <laughs> as there were, as the siblings started having children. You're now up to three We cakes. went to two cakes, then we went to three cakes. Now we just do cupcakes. So we have the exact number of people that are there <laughs> because trying to figure out how to cut the exact number when there were just 10 of us, it was easy. Okay. Actually, it was like 12 of us because you got to include a couple extra people. But anyway, it was easy. But once you moved on, it was very difficult. So, 
there's the crown and and because we had multiples so now we have three sets of symbols yeah. and couldn't always find the crown so, so the crown so of the coin, coin was for great riches mm-hmm. um there's the thimble for great work hard work hard yep hard work and then the th- the the ring for love great love yep which which is which is kind of like very doom and gloom if you give it to a married couple but uh no no cuz then they there's still I, love I, and it's a joke and and we've always said that you know it's all open to interpretation now we're not very superstitious it's it really is it's like if you get a thimble and you're trying to get a new job well maybe that means you're going to get the job you know right. uh the crown maybe that means you'll get the job it, one of my siblings got the ring the year she got pregnant and she was trying really hard for that and so that was 100% you can her, de- her, her great yeah. love it yeah. was her child so um, so Open to interpretation. So, yes. So, so the youngest goes under the table and calls out the names. Not the youngest. Sorry. The newest to the family. The because as the we, family. Yeah. Because as an outlaw, yeah. I remember- Or being, anyone visiting and, and joining us for the first time. I remember getting jammed under that table. Who was and, your helper? Uh, all of them. <laughs> it's, it's all of the young nieces and nephews. They were so nice. They must have liked you. Uh, no, they hate me. But but the thing is, is that is that is that's the no. Case. I said they must have liked. Yeah, you. liked in the past. Yes. Past tense. Yeah, it's it's so much fun for them, yeah. and they're so excited that all of a sudden you're under the table, and of course I was under the table with the dog. <laughs> Was that Elvis? Yes, it was your mom's dog, Elvis. Mm. Love Elvis. So it's me and the dog, and I'm trying. And the thing is, is I'm new to the family. You yeah. have eight siblings. You, you and know. and partners and children. And children. And there's like 30 some odd people at your mother's house. I can't remember all their names. So the kids were super nice in feeding me extra names and helping me remember who I'd forgotten. And well, we got through it. Every the- time somebody got serious about someone, even before kids came around, that was the thing. If they're serious enough to come to Epiphany, you're getting under the table. They're getting under the table, and they have to go through the gauntlet. Oh yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's it's a fun tradition. I really like it. Yeah. Um. So you, you mentioned something uh, about how you guys did Epiphany because it was just for the um the nuclear family. Yes, the immediate um, family. Yeah. yeah. Um. What um uh what was Christmas like? Did you guys have a lot of extended family over for Christmas? So um. I I have some memories of going to my grandparents for Christmas and meeting up, but after a while we were just too big. So then we started hosting. And, um, so by the time a lot of my memories are formed, we were hosting and people were coming to our place. Uh, grandma was always coming to our place. Uh, grandma and grandpa on my mom's side. And, um, we often would have, uh, one of the other families that, you know, my aunt and uncle that are very close to me, uh, that their family would often come. And so we, and we would often, you know, in and out. But as I was getting older, my grandfather passed away and all of the other things. And I did start getting older. It was who was bringing grandma. And it was always that like one of my older siblings was going and getting grandma and bringing her there. Even when she was still driving, somebody would go and get grandma. And it was like a big deal the first year it was Nettie, go get you're going to go get grandma and bring grandma over for the holiday, whether it be Thanksgiving, Christmas, 
Easter, whatever, yep. New Year's. Um, and the first time it happened, my car broke down. <laughs> oh, uh, the rotor went and we had to get a, we had to, to get a tow truck and all this other stuff. And grandma just praised me for being so calm under pressure, but it was such a big deal. And then of course my car broke down. Yeah. Well, no, uh, we were in the, uh, my, fa- my dad was in the Air Force, so we moved around the country, so we didn't have a lot of family. We had, a, had an uncle or a visit mm-hmm. every now and then, but uh, it was uh, never a time for extended family for us. Mm. It, was, uh, it wasn't a time to call your friends. It wasn't a time to go outside. It wasn't a time to talk to the neighbor. No, you are inside with your family. Get inside now. So you didn't have to set the temperature to like 15 degrees above what you normally have it set for because grandma's coming over? No, I, <laughs> no. Um, no, are you kidding? You can't touch the thermostat in my house. Yeah, but grandma's coming over. That's the only time you can touch it. Otherwise, 64. Oof. Anyway, um, what about food? Are you guys a turkey or a ham family? Uh, so turkey for Thanksgiving always. Uh, it was always a discussion. What are we going to have for Christmas? We would often do turkeys. Sometimes we would do roasts. Sometimes I a lot of times we do roasts. I remember a lot of roasts. Mm. Um, and this is not winter, but in Easter, I always wanted lamb for Easter. Sometimes we would do lamb. Um, lamb was a big one. Oh, I loved lamb. Uh, but yeah, sometimes ham, but not not as often as say your family really likes to do ham. Well, we do. Uh, normally, we would do uh, turkey for Christmas, ham mm-hmm. for New Year's. Oh, and roast beef. That was another thing. Yeah, it was usually a turkey, uh, a turkey for Christmas and ham. But uh, you know, being French Canadian. Uh, along with that comes it's you know seventeen pies plus all the cookies plus the cakes plus the um oh um the bread with the the bread with the dates and the green and red cherries oh um yeah. fruit cake fruit cake fruit cake which you like no you don't okay no. but why did I think you like but then that? we would get we would get the other desserts like the pudding chamar and mm. um the sugar pies and mm-hmm. the all the all the other delicacies. And you just get diabetes. So for Thanksgiving, pies are huge. And apple and pumpkin, like my mom would make tons of them and then hide them all around the house. Because like she'd stick them in cupboards and things. And there were some years that we were finding pies later. Um, because she would send people home with pies. Whatever we didn't eat, people would go home with pies. Um, but for Christmas, the... Um, the desserts were you were very liberal. You could make whatever you wanted, and every year it might be something different. Uh, the two the two go to pies was always a sugar pie and a um, a cherry pie, mm. and there was always a third pie that sort of rotated through. And when we moved up to the north, um, there's a lot of wild blueberries around mm-hmm. where we lived, so we would go we would go pick wild blueberries by the bushel in the summer, and then we would freeze them in in ice cream buckets mm-hmm. in the freezer, and then we would get. A lot of blueberries, sometimes a little bit of raspberry, and we would always pick blackberries, but we would always eat them on the way home. They would never survive to be frozen to make blackberry pies. Uh, you can't freeze blackberries. They have to be eaten right off the vine. Absolutely. Well, Or tree. Yeah. Bush. Bush. And then um, we would get a little bit of wild strawberries. But we would go to Yupix to get bigger, juicier yeah. strawberries. But uh, we would freeze the blueberries and then like a lot of blueberry pies, a lot of strawberry pies. Uh, the one house we lived in when I was a, a, a tween, uh, we actually had a rhubarb patch. Oh, yes. Strawberry back. rhubarb pie. So, strawberry rhubarb. That was the Christmas. But that was also just like Sunday pie. Um, oh, so. Um, My grandmother grew a lot of rhubarb. Were you allowed to have champagne at Christmas? Um, 
I didn't really drink champagne at Christmas, but we had it at New Year's. Oh, okay. Uh, we might have some wine. Um, that might happen depending yeah, on your cr- age Christmas, and whatnot. Christmas and New Year's was like the one time of the year that I would see my parents like drink at the table. Mm. And even then, like half a glass of wine in and mother's like, what if we have to drive? We can't drink anymore. And she's like hiding glasses and like putting a, putting the cork back on the wine bottle and putting it back in the fridge because we've reached our limit. We had half a glass. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't something. That, that wasn't at your house. No, no. no. Uh, and the idea of like that drinking's only at the table yeah. is also kind of funny. Um, uh, speaking of food. Yes. Did you guys leave out milk and cookies? No. No, you didn't leave out milk and cookies for He Sarah? had all the milk and cookies because remember, he came to us the next afternoon. All right. There's no milk and cookies. Come on. Now, I have to tell this story, but my sister got very, very angry and very distraught as a little girl, maybe eight or nine years old. I don't know where she got this, but she got really, really upset. That we were leaving milk and cookies out for Santa, but we weren't leaving anything out for the reindeer. Oh. And the reindeer were the one that were the ones doing all the work. And that it wasn't fair that Santa sat in that sled and he got all the milk and cookies from all the good boys and girls around the world, but that the reindeer got nothing. So she still does it now with her kids that they leave out Go milk labor. and cookies. They, they leave out milk and cookies. Yeah. And carrots. Yeah. For the reindeer. Yeah. I, I, I think it's so sweet. That's so much better than the almond moms that are leaving out celery for Santa. Oh, he eats enough cookies. The Ugh. almond moms. Yes, the almond moms. Oh, oh, look it up. It's a, it's a, it's a term like, like oh. a nope rope. You got an almond mom. Yeah, no, nobody but, wants an almond mom. No, but I've got, I, I have, um, I, I, I have her, um, exact look. Yes. Yeah, the UGG boots, the Lululemons, the oversized sweater, the messy bun, the bad glasses, the. Can you stop? Because before somebody says, why is he describing me? (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't leave anything out for Santa. Um, We didn't. um, Yeah, we didn't do that. I will say one of my nieces started a tradition when she was little, and I wish she could continue with it. But she dressed up for every holiday. So for Christmas, she was an angel. (laughs) And it was fantastic. Uh, so we already talked about presents. Uh, the the, the I, I want to add two little things about yeah. presents. Uh, one is that we would always get one big present and then maybe a couple of little ones and then our stockings. The stockings was the chance for everyone to be a little silly and we get lots of candy and stuff like that in the stockings. But we would have some of our presents addressed to Santa, addressed from Santa and other ones from mom or dad or from your sister or from Santa grandma. Santa gave us nothing. But in that very same vein, the big present was never from Santa because yeah. as mom explained it, why should he get the credit for all the hard work I put in to go getting that darn thing? So I'm getting credit for the good presents. I, I, I remember asking, I was like, why doesn't Santa, why does Santa get other kids presents um, and doesn't get us presents? And my mom said, there's a lot of people out there in the world that have a greater need than we do. And Santa understands that and we have an agreement. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. But, um, the, but that didn't explain why spoiled kids got it. Uh, but, uh, uh, the stockings every year at the bottom was a big navel orange. Mm. And then uh, above that, you had a red delicious. Every year, well, this is the thing. Like, we didn't do a lot of like pies and things, but Russell Stover's chocolate Santa, the big one, which mm-hmm. by the way is just this big, but, and I'm showing you, it's like 
what is that, like five inches maybe, yeah. four inches. Not that big. But still, it's a treat. But it's a treat. Gelt. Heck yeah, Gelt. Got to get your Gelt. Of course. we, we, got, uh, we, we Candy got canes, we of got course. Uh, lots of Hershey Kisses. Mm-hmm. Um at one point, we started getting Legos, little the little mini sets, which were really cool. And um, but you'd get socks in your stocking, mm-hmm. and as you got older, you'd start to get razors in your stockings, toothbrushes. Uh, b- yeah, both genders, by the way, got the razors. Oh yeah. Uh, so as you got older, you had to be careful putting your hand in the stocking. And of course we made like a big production of it. But as I was saying before, because we didn't do anything, we didn't get our presents till Epiphany, which is on the 6th of December and you already go back to school. Everybody's like, Oh, I got a Nintendo. Oh, I got a, my buddy. And I'm like, I got an orange. I got a rock. Exactly. (laughs) So that was, that was our big present extravaganza. Uh, The other thing about presents I got to talk about was, you know, growing up, like before we did the midnight mass thing, growing up, it was always that we would open presents in the morning. But my parents were adamant, and this was my mother's rule, that if we opened any present without mom and dad being there, we wouldn't get it, and they would take it back. And presents had to be opened as a family. Oof. So, in order, in order to make sure that we didn't get up early to steal presents, uh, my dad would booby trap the house. I mean. My dad's a hunter, and my Who dad doesn't is, want a little bit of booby trapping. My dad is crafty, and he's his, crafty. His favorite was uh, snare line in the stairs, mm-hmm. not to trip you. Like it wasn't yeah, like a yeah. snare, but he would put snare line in the stairs uh, tied to cowbells, so that as you came down the stairs, ding, 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 of these bells dinging down the stairs. Uh, the 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 one year was absolutely hilarious. Um, because he had booby trapped the stairs and he had barricaded the door to the living room with tape and a, a note from Santa said, do not go to the living room until Christmas morning. Ho, 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 Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, but he forgot to tell mom. Oh, no. That he had done this. I think mom went to bed a little early. And when that, when that, when it was five in the morning, I woke up early and I'm like, I really need to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to open any presents, but I just want to see the hall. So as I the the bathroom was right at the bottom of the stairs, and as I went down those stairs, ding, da, ding, 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 da, ding, 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 and mother hit the ceiling. Mother, <laughs> mother thought the apocalypse was happening, I mean. and and then dad, of course, is trying to console mom while laugh at you while laughing at me because I am now like trapped in the web of Spider Man in the stairs, and I really need to pee, and. Trying to, you know, trying to contain his laughter while he unties me, explains it to mom, and calms my sister down because now my sister's crying. Uh, oh, God, it was funny. Um, I remember Christmas break feeling like forever. Like it was a giant long break. And I remember a lot more white Christmases than not white Christmases. And I know that that it's always a white Christmas in Canada. But in New York, you, d- you didn't know. Um, and I remember a lot of like, we just hoped that the lakes froze. That's what we wanted. We wanted the lakes to freeze by Christmas and it didn't always happen, but that was the best because we lived down the street from a lake, a very shallow lake. So it was perfect for, um, pond skating. Mm -hmm. And in our basement, we had two or three giant boxes full of skates at different sizes. So as your feet grew, Every year you'd go in, you'd try on the different skates, figure out which skates fit you that year. We'd uh, sharpen them up, get them ready for the year. 
And as soon as the, the ponds were frozen, we w- would go down to the pond and we would be skating all day. And the best year, because we only had one pair of skates like that were these. We had a pair of speed skates from when my dad was a boy. And the year that those speed skates fit you was awesome. Now, everybody would laugh at you because they're like, what's wrong with your skates? But you would be the fastest on the ice because you would just be so fast. And I loved that was that was probably my favorite part. Growing up in when I was a a young kid in Winnipeg, um, there's a huge park right in the downtown called Assiniboine Park. Mm. And there's a big duck pond. I know you said Cinnaboyne, but all I heard was... Oh, Assiniboine. Assiniboine. All I heard was Cinnabon. And now no, I want to go to the Cinnabon Park. It was not Cinnabon Park. It was Assiniboine, uh-huh. named for the local tribes. So oh, sorry. I a, did not mean to be disrespectful. It's a big, beautiful park with a zoo in it. And mm-hmm. it's got like a, uh, I think it's the old provincial parliament that's there mm-hmm. in the middle. It's kind of like a center. And anyway, it's a beautiful park to walk around in. But they had a big duck pond by the zoo. And when it would freeze over, you'd go pond skating. Mm-hmm. We'd go all winter. Uh, when we were there, um, when we moved to the north, um, every time I was you say that, older. I just hear the north. Yes, exactly. When we when we moved beyond the wall, yes, um, uh, me and my friend uh, were very big into sledding. Oh yeah, I miss and sledding. Had, and we had fancy sleds, and you know, you're off you're off of school for three weeks. Uh, you would always hope and pray for that one big snowfall so that you could actually go and get some decent speed on the trails and get some decent sledding in and. Um, Do you know of, where a lot, of, a lot of our friends had snowmobiles and stuff, but we weren't that cool. Do you know where the main sledding hill was? It was on the parkway. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of the exit ramps on the parkway, oh, yeah. and everybody's sledding just off the parkway. Oh, yeah, they do that in the villages around here too. Yeah, it's a but if, if 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 it's a big steep hill. If Dad was home, he would drive us, and we would go to Sunken Meadow Park, and we would find big hills in Winnipeg. They had. Um, at that same park, uh, they had a big sledding hill, mm-hmm. and at the top of it was think of a metal slide from uh, like a like a like a playground, yeah, but four times the size and twice as wide. And they would pour water down them and freeze them to make ice chutes, and then you would put your toboggan in it, and it was toboggans only. But you'd put your toboggan in it, and then you'd use that to get a head start to go down the hill. They would never let that happen oh, today. Man. You, it was, you flew like a missile. They're Lawsuit awesome. City. Yeah. So it was the Robert Moses Causeway uh, going to Ocean Parkway, right? And you're taking that hill. I like how you're drawing the map with your hands like I know where this is. The road to the beach. You're on an island. It's all beach. <laughs> There's beaches all over the place. I mean, there are. But like the beach. The main beach, the beach you can drive to. So anyway, yeah, it was just like, I just think of the fact that we were all playing in traffic. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I miss, I miss sledding. And it just felt like it was so long. But I know that, like, I look at that hill, I'm like, that's not that scary. So I was tiny. And it's not, and Christmas break is so short, but I was tiny and a day was like a week. So Christmas traditions change over time and holiday yeah. traditions change. And, you know, uh, you know, the fact that we have, you know, now that we're a family and we yeah. don't have children and we visit our families, you know, we keep these traditions going. Um, I want to add one more of something that we've done, uh, which I just considered to be just so much fun. It is, was, is it the last minute gifts? All the last minute gifts. Oh, these it, are great. It was 
on our way home from midnight mass, we would stop at a Seven Eleven. And then I think the first year we did it with five bucks, but we moved up the price yeah. tag after that. But the first year it was you have 15 minutes and five dollars yep. to fill the stocking. Yep. Go. And then we went and it was I got you a can of soup and like a box of crayons and you got me some candy. I mean, yep. it was so much. It fun. was great. So the reason this came out of necessity, because when we were not living in the same country, we were visiting each other over holidays. You're with each other all the time. Yeah. And one of us is taking a bus. So it's not like you're coming up with a stocking already done. And so someone's always going to be at a disadvantage. So this just last minute haul was so silly and so fun. I, we, I, I loved it. It was great. It was great. And it started the tradition that, um, you, Rory gives presents. Oh, yes. That Rory always gives candy or something absolutely silly. And that... Rory gets you a lot of comic books. Well, yeah. Now he's moved to get me a lot of comic books, which is good. The Rory presents are fantastic. Um, But it's... uh, You had the statement that Christmas presents should not be something that you need. It should just be something you want or fun. Yeah, yeah. Christmas and birthday. Uh, I, I think I've moved on more that at least your birthday present should never be anything practical. That it should be something frivolous and fun. And even if it is practical, like it happens to be a cooking pan, it's luxurious yeah, and it, it's a la cuisine. It's, it's, right, yeah, because it's, it's, it's something fun that yeah. you want and you enjoy cooking. Yeah. And I used your La Crusade pan today, actually. Yes, and it was wonderful. Uh, that is also a present to me when you cook me food in it. Um, but yeah, that it, it should be something. It's not something you need. Yeah. You know, like we're not going to put the new, uh, the new heater or the new water cooler on it. We're going to, we're going to put something that is fun. And I bought I, you I a Christmas we... gift. We re-roofed the house. Yeah. You know, there's your Christmas gift. There's your Christmas present. Say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look. Do you like not having an appendix, Timmy? Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry we got Christmas. rid of your appendix. It cost everything we had, you know? No, so a, a gift to someone should be a gift. It doesn't, yeah. I, I, I very much enjoy giving presents to people. If the present is not intrinsically practical, that it yeah. is something, um, not decadent, but something frivolous, something, yeah. something, a luxury, something yeah. fun, something that they can enjoy, something that they don't need. That uh, said, socks are always a good answer uh, as long as you are getting them good socks. Oh yeah, and and y- y- there's nothing wrong with a y- you know a-, a functional gift. Yeah, uh, if it's you know like I-, I know my dad goes hunting a lot, so yeah. uh, maybe get him something that he will enjoy while he's hunting. But it's nothing he needs because he already has everything. It's just. You know, I got him one year. We uh, got everybody uh, really good knives. So my mom yeah. got a really nice kitchen knife. Dad got a really nice hunting knife. Does dad need another hunting knife? No, but this was a really good one. And we were at a very reputable East Coast knife maker. And Yeah, that was good. So growing up, we had very specific things about ornaments. There were specific ornaments. So all of my siblings have um, their booties or something else. Um, one has a rattle. Um, something you from, mean like their little kids' shoes booties? Yeah, it's not booty with a Y. Okay, I was very not confused like, as to why. Booty, booty, booty. Why is your sister's booties on the tree? <laughs> no, 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 booties. Um, 
their little shoes, their yep. little socks, uh, rattle, whatever. Um, my mom turned them into ornaments and then we all had like brass ornaments with our names on it. And there were a couple special ones that always had to go on the tree. There were these two, we called them the holy hand grenades because that is exactly what they look like. They were ornaments that my dad's mom made with felt and beads and they looked like the holy hand grenade. Um, they would always have to go on the tree. But now your nibblings. Yeah. Each one of them has an animal. Oh, yes. Well, that's what my mom did. Yeah. Right. And now they they, they they each have an animal or something that their ornament is every single year. And that started with my baby sister with the Barbies. Nice. And uh, what about the holiday Barbie ornament? What about the grand nephews? Do they have? Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember what she settled on. Their first year, they get just a first Christmas ornament because um, she doesn't know them yet. And by the second year, she has to figure out what their thing is. And I don't know what the first grandnephew's thing is, but I, I, I forgot already, but I said it should have been a hippopotamus. And she kept saying no, because that would be too hard to find. And all I, and I just kept laughing because I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Like there's going to be tons of ornaments of hippopotamuses and no rhinoceroses. Exactly. I only want. Hippopotamuses. Yeah. So, um, but so like we had like the special ornaments and then there were like generic balls and things like that. Yes, I just said that. And then, <laughs> um, giggle away. And then as my mom, uh, started decorating the tree more and more as, as I got older, she had ornaments she didn't put on the tree. And I was like, what? What are you doing? And then she would have theme trees. Like you said, your mom did one year. It was all angels. And um friend of the show, Crazy Joe, has, I think it's three Christmas trees because he and his wife have so many ornaments. And if you want to hear about that, go check out Crazy Joe's concession stand. I love hearing him talk about his Christmas trees. Uh, I think on the YouTube page, there is a video of them and they have different themes. Like there's a Star Trek tree and a Star Wars tree and a Marvel tree. Maybe there's like five trees. I don't even remember. But for the longest time. Uh, you and I did not have a lot of ornaments, so we had a lot of the generic ornaments. And then we've been collecting some pretty special ornaments, but we haven't had a tree in forever because we've had very small spaces and there's no room to put a tree in this house. No, so you came up with an alternate tree that yeah. we've been using. So tell us about the alternate tree. Uh, it's a bunch of wooden planks that are put together in a tree shape. So a long one at the bottom, a little bit shorter, a little bit shorter, a little bit shorter with one connecting them and they've got hooks on it you painted it green painted it green put a bunch of hooks on it put lights on it so now we can mount this to the wall and yep. it's our christmas tree and, and then we can hang ornaments from it and now we've got some pretty special ornaments we do we got a couple that i had um that i've been collecting and you're starting to get ornaments and um i think we are almost at the point where we might have one or two maybe one or two to three or four uh, hooks that um, have the, the just a regular ornament with just color. And um, once those get replaced, like we're going to run out of place for ornaments. It's amazing because we're not big ornament people, but I do love ornaments. Thoughts on ornaments? Uh, every time I go to a Hallmark store, all the good ones are gone. Always. And I went in July. Yeah, I know. I just, I you know, I've, 
never really been that big on ornaments. We never really hung any of the special ones. We just always had like the just the different colored balls. <laughs> you said it now. Yeah. I was trying so hard not to say it again. Uh but uh no that that that's what we did. And you know, we spoke specifically about Christmas because that's what is in our mm-hmm. families, but um there are many other uh winter holidays. Uh please let us know what yeah. your family traditions are of whatever holiday uh, you uh, choose to celebrate, or if nothing, maybe just enjoy a couple of days off and yeah. Or um, you know, what are some new traditions that you do? Like you know, Festivus. Yeah, Festivus. Oh, I think my favorite is the uh, what I learned. You know, visiting your family in New York is the uh, the Jewish Christmas tradition mm. in New York of Chinese food in a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and speaking of that, my brother's family celebrates Hanukkah, right. and. Often it's like during, you know, after school or whatever. And because my brother's family started, um, you know, because my brother's family celebrates Hanukkah, one of my sister's family, they do Hanukkah every year now, too, because they used to do it with my brother's family, mm. which is which is really cute. Um, but I I love the idea of like, OK, I'm not religious. Let's just get together and have a good time. Like that's I know quite a few people who are not Christian at all. And they do Christmas because they're like, that is not Christian. Like Most of the Christmas stuff is not Christian. Uh, speaking of inviting people over and that, though, uh, one more thing I wanted to mention about uh, our Christmas table yes. is um, at my family's uh, Christmas dinner, uh, there will always be one empty place setting mm. because we always leave an empty space just in case somebody shows up, uh, as my parents would say, but it was uh, to, celebrate, to to remember the people that aren't there that we want to be there, either people that we've lost or people that we're separated from by distance or just we want them to be there. So mm-hmm. we always leave an empty space just as a reminder that, hey, we could always have one more. We didn't have that, but we were the house that we always made room for one more uh, because we would have a lot of uh, people that would just show up that were not part of the immediate family and... We love it. Yeah, my my family was always was always really big on that. I mean, yeah. we've had Vox mm-hmm. over at my family's for Christmas a few times now. Oh yeah, lots of times. And we've had him here at our house mm-hmm. at least twice. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and 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 not just like your friends, but your sister's friends, your sister's in laws have shown up, and yeah, all sorts of things. Um, my mom, like even if uh her kids are going to somebody else's, you know, like the uh, the in-laws family, if they have people that live in the area and they don't have anyone to celebrate with, they still end up showing up like, um, you know, like two mother-in-laws showing up just just cause. And uh, yeah, I love it. But uh, yeah, like like Tech was saying, these are some of our traditions. We would love to hear about some of your traditions. And one of the big traditions that we've started, or at least I've started recently, is the 12 days of podcasting. And the 12 days of podcasting are where I do 12 episodes leading up to my Christmas break. This sounds suspiciously like the dog days of podcasting. It's very similar, but I only do 12 days. And you can find the feed of other people doing this by going to dogdaysofpodcasting.com. Uh, because Craig Step has uh, opened up the feed and been very generous in setting up uh, what they it's it's it could be 12 days of podcasting. It can be the dog days of Advent. Some people do it for 24 days. Some people do it for 30 days. Some people do it for 12 like me. And some people just do a couple of episodes 
and that's it. It is completely up to you how you do it. But you can listen to all of those other people doing it just by going to dogdaysofpodcasting.com and getting the feed from there. Or if you, uh, after December 1st, I think is when it opens up, you put that in your podcatcher, you're probably going to find it um, and it'll get you all set up. Um, I believe we may or may not have three podcasts from Nimlas Studios participating in it this year because now we have three podcasts that are coming out of Nimlas Studios. Now, that does not mean I am producing these three podcasts. So we've got Nutty Bites, which we produce here. Then there is the Masterpiece Audio Theater that Jay produces out west. Um, and now, uh, Paul Mackey, just a little bit south of Jay, uh, is, has moved his One Idiot's Thoughts podcast on over to Nimlas, uh, org. And so he's been moving his One Idiot podcast. This is not the Idiot cast, which is about supernatural. It's more his own going through old shows, finding little gems and talking about it. And right now, he just started a new one. He's, um, going through the Muppets mayhem, but it's him and his wife, Darcy talking about it. And Darcy comes at it from a costumer's perspective who has worked on Sesame street uh, Muppets. So has a lot of that insight. And the first episode was really good, but he does other shows like the Rockford files from the seventies and gravity falls and that 80s show and all sorts of other things. So it's, it's quite good. Um, So just, throwing it out there. We now have three shows and you can listen to them all by going to nimlas.org. But you can also listen to what they put out for the Dog Days of Advent or the 12 Days of Podcasting just by going to dogdaysofpodcasting.com. And uh, yeah, so you should be hearing some of that in the next couple of days. I hope everybody enjoy. Have a happy holidays. I hope everyone has a happy holiday. Thanks so much, everybody. I will talk to you all when I'm talking to you. Uh, Thanks for joining us and let us know what are some of your holiday traditions. We'd really like to hear about them. Thanks, everyone. Bye. We want to give a very special thank you to our patrons. Um, and there's going to be more information about that coming up. The patrons listen in. I'm going to have another episode for you coming up. But um, thank you so much to our top tier Big Daddy patrons. Thank you to Jax, our top biggest daddy. Thank you to Jason and Rich the TT. Thank you to our patrons of the arts, Mark Cabot. Uh, sorry, I'm pausing there. Uh, the encaffeinated one, different Mark. Um, and Melissa, the bathtub mermaid and Susanna. And thank you to all of our other patrons who keep everything going. The, the first time patron, uh, or rather our first patron, Shane. Thank you to Selgenor, Andy, Cliff, Greg, Harold, Hugh, Ian, Justine, Ken, Kinsey, Mike, PCAT, Radical Geek, Will, and Zachman. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye.
Nutty Bites is produced by Nimla Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-Nutty42. 